This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu and you're listening to Her Vantage and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. ISE Square took a new approach to surveying the cybersecurity workforce, including those IT professionals who spent at least a quarter of their time in security tasks. This new look at the workforce revealed that the percentage of women in cybersecurity is roughly 24%. Another study by Frank Recruitment analyzed data from FTSE 100 ranked companies over four years between 2018 and 2022, which showed that just over a quarter, uh, 27% of CIO positions last year were held by women. How and why women are still challenged to meet the 30% or more? Let's get some insights from our guests this morning. I'm here with Dr. Karine Teo, who is listed as the ASEAN Top 30 Women in Cybersecurity Vice President of the ASEAN CIO Association and Chief Strategy Officer or CSO of Bond Holdings, amongst wearing many other hats. Good morning, Dr. Karin. Good morning. Hi. Let's start with your story first and how did you move up the career ladder? I see. So I started off my career in engineering, actually. I graduated as an electrical electronics engineer from NTU, Singapore. So basically, I was very much into IC design. So I started off with a lot of coding, designing chips and so forth and everything. And then from there on, in 2008, I embarked into this new field called cybersecurity. So I was in cybersecurity at a time when nobody knew what is cybersecurity, right? So yeah, so I'm one of the, um, how to say, the very beginners, you know, okay. in, especially in Malaysia. Yeah. Right. What intrigued you about cybersecurity, though? So the things are from engineering, right? From electrical, electronics engineering. So cybersecurity is different, very, very different. So I take it as a challenge because we always hear the word cyber, uh, even 2008. I think the internet adoption for, I would say, the public was in the 90s, late 90s. So... By 2000, we hear a lot of cyber, internet and everything. So cybersecurity is like you can see that where everybody is embarking into this, last time we call it the WWW, right? The Wild mm, Wild West, yes. right? So now this is oh, yeah. the Wild Wild Web, right? So, so I thought that the idea of the security and the challenges would be, I would say, that tremendous too. So that is a whole new world, I would say. That's why. All right. Okay. So share a little bit about the company Bond Holdings that yeah. you're working with and your roles and responsibilities there. Okay. So Bond Holdings is a property development company. I am currently the chief strategy officer. So as the name said itself, so I look into the strategic planning for the company in terms of projects, uh, direction, look into corporate and look into tech implementation and also ESG elements in the projects. So the E, the environment, the S, social, G for governance. This is something that we take seriously because for every project that we do, we look into how to bring higher value to the projects and also to bring more impact, not only to the society, to the community now, but also the next generation. You know. 
All right. Okay. So now I was sharing some studies earlier on, right? You know, according to the various studies mentioned, women are still hovering at a quarter, whether it's from a CIO or CSO perspective. And you're listed as the ASEAN Top 30 Women Cybersecurity. What are your views from an ASEAN Malaysian perspective? What would you consider to be the key challenges and, you know, in moving that figure up and this is obviously a global issue, not just mm. within ASEAN or Asia True. Pacific. Yeah. So, yeah. so the thing is that in the field of cybersecurity, the scarcity of talent or the shortage of talent, as, as you mentioned earlier on, is not only ASEAN problem. It is the global problem. The shortage is real. One of the reasons is because of the, I would say that, the tremendous spike of adoption in terms of digitalization. Mm. So with that, the demand for cybersecurity, be it in the organization, be it as an industry, a sector, have increased a lot. So with that, the demand for professionals have tremendously increased. So right. I think it's very good that you quoted IC Square, right? IC Square, they did this workforce study. So in 2022, the shortage that have been, I would say, reported is 3.5 million security professionals globally. And guess what's the number for APEC? So APEC, wow. yeah. Okay. 3.5. So APEC, we are short of 2.1 oh, million. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so it's not only so the women's thing, it's a global thing. We just want more professionals. Yes. Right. And right. this is because of like professionals and the number of people in the industry, we can't just pop up immediately. So we need the experience, right. we need the knowledge, we need time to, how to say, mature up the professional ladder, right? But the demand by the industry, by the organizations, is I need it now. So that is why. So in Asia Pacific, the numbers is way higher, the need mm. and the scarcity of the talent. Yeah. Right. And as you were saying, as it is, the base is very small, but then suddenly there's a huge demand. You know, it's not like as if you can just be an expert overnight right now. You're also the VP of the ASEAN CIO Association. So what does the association do and support? Okay. We are in ASEAN CIO Association because I believe that in terms of CIO community, there's need to be a lot of close network and also collaboration model that we can work together. So ASEAN CIO Association is actually a non-profit organization that has been formed to promote ICT industry across ASEAN. And this is to network and also to unite the community of CIOs to basically create opportunities and also to share our expertise and knowledge because right. knowledge is key, you know, in right. in this industry. Yeah. Right. So if you look at CIOs and CSOs, not enough women in the first place, but also not enough, as you were saying. Mm. Now, looking at the association, though, is it largely men, right? And is there anything the association is doing to increase the number of women? Are there any initiatives in place? Okay, at the moment, I think we are like on global average. So basically, <laughs> we call it the committee of the counsellors. There are about 25% of us are women. So, okay. um, yeah, so the good The thing usual is, figures, huh? Yeah, yeah. So it's like a market standard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So basically, the good thing is that we will announce our new president soon. And she is ah. a good... Ah, so you see, so... She, that is, all right. She, okay, okay. so... 
she is on board, but just that we have yet to make the official announcement. So we are very happy. She's actually one of those um, very renowned personality mm. in the field. And uh, she brings with her a lot of knowledge and experience to share all with right. all of us. Yeah. Okay, we're going to continue our conversation about this. I'm here with Dr. Karen Tio from Bond Holdings. Stay tuned to Her Vantage, BFM 89.9. Backing Feminist Movements, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You're listening to Her Vantage, and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. I'm here with Dr. Karen Teo, this is the ASEAN Top 30 Women in Cybersecurity, Vice President of the ASEAN CIO Association, and the Chief Strategy Officer Bond Holdings, amongst wearing many other hats. Actually, just before I go into you know the studies that we've gone through, so you were talking earlier about your role as a Chief Strategy Officer, and I guess in that role you also look at the the tech aspect of the organization. Yes, right. yes, okay. I do. Because one thing that we have to acknowledge and also realize is that how much tech impacts all of us, mm. how much it has been part of our everyday lives. So that's why even for our property uh, project development, we look into tech in mm. order to make us to connect better to mm-hmm. our end users. And also we have actually signed uh, a few research programs too with universities and everything. So for them to understand better how the market moves, uh, what we need to do, you know, how can we serve better and also to right. bring more value in terms of the projects that we do. Yeah. Right. Okay, I want to go back to some of the studies. So this is the uh, Frank study. So according to the Frank study, companies also appear to be struggling to keep their female CIOs for as long as their male counterparts with an average serving length of two years. By comparison, men's average tenure in the role was three years. Is that also something that's happening here? And what would be the reasons, right? Or is it more moving on to other roles or leaving the workplace? I see. Okay, I think that's something that's very interesting to bring up. But one thing that I have observed is that this is actually across the industry. It's not necessarily CIOs. Of course, I think for the field of CIOs, CSOs and CISOs, um, one thing is that we are in a field or industry that is very fast changing. So we need to always to be... I would say that uh, to keep abreast on what's happening, the trends, what's the new technology, what are the new knowledge that we need to acquire. So it can be a tiring journey for many. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So as I mentioned earlier on, this is not only in this field, but I've also seen it in other corporate industries right. and sectors too. I think those that have met, a lot of them, they move up the ladder and then sometimes mm-hmm. they change industry. Mm-hmm. And... And also a few of them, they decided that they wanted to do something that's totally different altogether. Right. Okay. So I guess like what would you like to see organizations to ensure that women joining and staying in in this space, right? Recruitment and retention. And I guess maybe even your own story, right? Why you stayed on and why were the weather conditions right for you to stay on? (laughs) (laughs) I see. I think um, to promote and to encourage more women in in 
security field, in cybersecurity field, or even in tech field, one thing actually falls back to the hiring manager. The hiring manager, the hiring policies, the hiring process. Because the thing is that the company culture should actually now start moving into adapting and also embracing diversity in the workforce, mm. in the team. Of course, we have heard that maybe when I first graduated at the time is that let's keep the coders to be all men. So it's like, you know, you can oh. just stay on late and you'll be fine, okay. not much problem and everything. But I think that have to be changed because the mm. things that we have seen in a lot of time, a diverse team right. always give higher productivity. Mm. Okay. And a more... I would say creative and innovative solutions in, in a lot of time uh, in solving their, their problems or even coming up with, uh, I would say, products and so forth. So that actually is something that more and more, I would say, policies are doing it. But I think eventually it falls back to the people that is executing it. Right, right. And yeah. also, we shouldn't perpetuate the stereotype, right? I mean, yeah. we should change the stereotype of what we think is, you know, the, the case. And you're right, right? I mean, many studies have shown whenever there's diversity, it's always actually better in terms of looking at solutions, looking at problems, right? They look at things differently. Now, the other thing is, of course, salaries, right? And again, it's probably across all board, right? But what about the disparity in salaries? How can we, you know, look at changing the salary structure so that men and women are paid equally? So usually for any, I would say, position out there, they will have a mm. salary range. Mm. So I would say that this falls back into negotiation skills, right? Mm. So for the women in the profession, know what is the range out there and put forward the case. Because I would say that a lot of organization and company out there, it's like they see the value, they are, okay, they are willing to pay the whatever salary bracket that you ask for. Right. And I guess moving forward, right, you know, having been a CIO, CSO and that sort of thing, right, what excites you about it? What is so exciting about this this path that, you know, I guess to encourage people, women, to, to look at this career path? Actually, I am one of those who actually champion women in tech because mm. I do believe that women bring a lot of values because I spoke about this matter quite a number of times, is that biologically we are wired differently than the men. So that's why the creativity and the innovation that we bring in terms of the solution and the, and the product deliverables are totally different. So that's why that's the value that we have to look into it. And um, I would like to see more girls in STEM, more women right. in STEM, right? Yeah. So that is something that I advocate and also champion. I would say that my motto would be, I want to inspire and be inspired. Right, you know? right. Yeah. Okay. And I guess, you know, we spoke about this as well, right? Your career trajectory, now moving into CSO as well, right? What's next for Dr. Karine? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so the thing is that the dispute about technology and cybersecurity is that mm. it is a fast-moving industry. So it's exciting in that sense because... I have to keep on learning, right? What's new? Right. <laughs> so right. that is the good part of it. So what's next for me is um, looking forward to encourage and also to support and bring more women together in right. terms of technology and also in cybersecurity. Like, for example, in Malaysia, 
I founded this group called MyVis. It's called Malaysia Women's Security. So, yeah, so basically this network of women in security, be in physical security, be in IT security, cybersecurity, we want to encourage each other to share knowledge and also to encourage more people and more women to be part of us. Right. All right. And when you look at what's happening in terms of technology, you know, what's exciting, what you see is exciting because uh, everyone can, can jump on it. What's the future like for, for tech? Well, I think the buzzword for this year is ChatGPT, Chat right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, yeah. so that's the part that I would like to, I would say that, uh, be, I mean, divulge into it and also look into like, yeah, ChatGPT, what is good, you know, then what are, mm the risk and the exposure is like in terms of the security because everything that has pros they actually have cons that come with it. So that is right. the, I would say that the thing kept for the people mm. in uh, security and cybersecurity to mm. look at. So mm. there's nothing that is, I would say that bad. So it's just that right. how do we use it and what are the red flags? What are the things that we need to be aware of and what are the things mm. that we need to uh, mitigate the risk and so forth? Yeah. All right. Anything else to add, Dr. Karin? Uh, yeah, I would like to encourage more women in technology and more women in cybersecurity. You can find me on the LinkedIn. I'm very happy to share advice or knowledge or maybe can right. learn from some of you out there. So, right. yeah. I think my visit sounds exciting, especially for those of us here in Malaysia. Thanks for spending some time with us. I've been speaking to Dr. Karin Teo. Uh, this is the ASEAN Top 30 Women Cybersecurity, the Vice President of the ASEAN CIO Association and Chief Strategy Officer Bond Holdings. You've been listening to Her Vantage. I'm Frida Liu, BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.